Thank you for joining us for another podcast from the Commonwealth Club. Hello, and welcome. I'm Dr. Ann W. Smith, co-chair of the Commonwealth Club's member-led arts forum, and I'm pleased to welcome Commonwealth Club members and everyone else to our program today. Normally, we'd be doing this at our beautiful building on the Embarcadero, but we're doing it today like we've done many things this year virtually. The Arts Forum holds special programming related to the arts in the Bay Area and beyond throughout the year. We are delighted to present this special program, Extraction, Art on the Edge of the Abyss, in partnership with the Codex Foundation based in Berkeley, California. Fine art printer and publisher Peter Koch is the co-founder of the Codex Foundation and conceived this project about climate change, the arts, and the unsustainable extraction of natural resources taking place now and from now on around the country and the world. Extraction is a multimedia, multi-venue, cross-border art intervention and focus on the suicidal consumption of the planet's natural resources, including, of course, issues related to climate change. Peter Koch's intervention includes a multimedia focus on dual aspects of Northern California and his native state of Montana and the impact of extraction. The project is culminating in a constellation of nearly 50 overlapping exhibitions, performances, installations, on-site specific work, land art, street art, publications, poetry readings, and cross-media events throughout 2021 and beyond. Extraction is an international art ruckus right now. So I'm very proud to be joined at this meeting by Peter and Sam Peltz, the project coordinator. The Codex Foundation, of which uh, Peter is the director, exists to preserve and promote the contemporary handmade book as a work of art in the broadest possible context and bring to public recognition the artists, the craftsmanship, and the rich history of the civilization of the book. In conjunction with Extraction, Codex is publishing Words on the Edge, a portfolio of poetry and lyric prose in broadside format, with contributions from Margaret Atwood, Peter Coyote, Joe Harjo, Gary Snyder, Robert Haas, Barry Lopez, Kay Ryan, Jan Zwicky, and Kazuwaki Tanahashi, among others, each partnered with a different fine press printer. And now for Extraction and the Abyss. I'll first uh, speak with Peter, our internationally renowned master printer, teacher, and artist who conceived of this global art intervention. And then we'll see and hear from Sam Peltz, about the process and current gallery and artists' efforts in putting the 2021 program together. I think Sam has already posted information about Codex and Extraction in the chat room that you can copy down and you can order a copy of the Extraction catalog. Then uh, Sam is going to talk about the, this process and then we should have time for a few questions and you can post questions and comments in the YouTube chat box th uh, throughout and then towards the end of the program uh, we'll, we'll try to pick up a few of those so feel free to post questions okay <laughs> let's get started Peter it's a great idea born out of anger and frustration and first shared with Edwin Dobb, who passed away last year, unfortunately. 
and your willingness to collaborate with your great networks from Montana and California and beyond. What were you and Edwin thinking? What's the ruckus about, really? Well, is, it, is this my moment to... Uh, yes, this is your to moment. Pontificate. Well, Speak to me, pontificate. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thank you, Anne. That's, that's a really lovely introduction. And thank you to the Colophon uh, Club, to the Commonwealth Club. I appreciate the opportunity to address you. Um, the idea uh, uh, came uh, uh, slowly uh, to fruition over about a five-year period, but it began... Um, uh, about five years ago, in 2018, actually, it physically began when I started making phone calls to um, uh, um, uh, museum directors and curators that I knew in Montana. And uh, what I knew, I, I brought that to their attention. What I brought to their attention was that in 2021, um, the waters of the Berkeley Pit, that is this giant, uh, uh, world's one of the world's largest Superfund sites, um, the pit is filled with acid-laden uh, and mineral-laden and, and uh, God knows what-laden water. And the water is, uh, is deadly. Uh, birds fly and land on it and die. Anyway, this water has been rising uh, for, uh, since 1955 in the pit, and it's not been leaving. And in 2021, uh, I knew that in, that would have been in three more years, that water was going to start to flow out of the pit and not into it as much. I mean, as much it was going to flow in, but it was now going to flow out. Now, the water was flowing in at the rate of a million and a half gallons a day. The water that flowed into the pit was already poisoned by the 10,000 miles of underground uh, mines that were filled with this water before that kind of leaked into the pit. 10,000 miles of, of uh, underground mining leach. And uh, I knew that in 2021, it was published that that water was going to start, acid-laden water was going to um, enter the watershed uh, at, the, at the headwaters of the Columbia River you know that great river that that you know that that we all depend on out here you know in the northern part of the west um and it was just going to well there was no stopping it uh, yeah. there are there are i i I'm, as i understand it there are now trillions of gallons of this water in there and they're pumping it out at i assume today now because this was the year they had to start pumping it at the rate of a couple of million gallons a day because that's how fast it's coming in and I knew this was coming, and I wanted to sound an alarm amongst the people that uh, I, I felt had a, a, a vital role in, in the possible future of a, of, a, of a world that would not be quite so brutal. On the, on the website, it's a dual portrait of the Commonwealth Club website. <clears throat> You asked us to put, and we did, a, a dual portrait of the Tower of Babel. And this, is this the pit? Yeah, that the pit next to it. Yeah, a pit, of course, you know. Uh, Berkeley Pit, I guess it's called. No. It's called the Berkeley Pit in, in of all places, Butte. Of all places. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah you, you dig a pit and you get um, a skyscraper. How many, ever, for every, if you've been to Hong Kong uh, and you've seen an endless supply of skyscrapers uh, going off into the absolute distance to start to think about, well, let's dig a pit for every one of those. Well, it's, a, it's a pretty vital uh, image to me that if you, if you build the Tower of Babel, uh, I mean, well, if you dig a pit, you build the Tower of Babel, because what are you going to do with what you take out of the pit? Well, what we've done with it in Butte, of course, is just a total unprecedented disaster. And that's not just in Butte, that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then in Arizona, Sam China, Mexico, China, you know, Australia, Chile, Peru. And it's all connecting now? Yeah. Where's the water going? Uh, well, it's going, it's going to the ocean. And guess what? It's going to the ocean. You know, where, where all of our waste goes. Uh, so it's flowing directly out of, uh, well, it, well, where it really goes is it goes to Butte, Montana, on Silverboat Creek, 
to the Clark's Fork of the Columbia River, down the Clark's Fork uh, to, uh, to the main branch of the Columbia that comes directly south out of Canada, joins that up in Canada, and then it flows down through Pasco, Washington, and out uh, past the uh, uh, Portland, Oregon, out to Astoria and into the ocean. Uh, the former uh, realm, by the way, of some of the, the greatest salmon fishery in the world, almost. Hmm. So you you just got on the phone and started, you got mad, got on the phone, started talking to people, and they responded. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that, well, I had picked up a book uh, uh, entitled uh, uh, Black Diamond Dust in, in the um, um, bookstore at, a, uh, at, uh, at the Via Beacon Museum in Beacon, New York. And uh, it, that book uh, was about coal mining in, uh, on Vancouver Island. And it was artists' response to, uh, you know, the, the basically what coal mining did to the island. And of course, you know, if you start counting up all the things that it did to the island, you know, it brought a lot of immigrants in, uh, you know, it fed a lot of immigrant families, it displaced a lot of native peoples, uh, poisoned a lot of fish, uh, poisoned a lot of everything else. But, uh, you know, the coal was shipped out, you know, and burnt to uh, power whatever it is that they were powering at the time with all of that coal. Anyway, the coal industry left because they, were, they, you know, they ran out of a easily mineable coal on Vancouver Island, and and this town of Nanaimo was sort of suffering. And I I, I read uh, I read in that book the story of Butte, Montana, and my hometown, Missoula, and uh, and I I knew basically in my innermost um, soul, I suppose you would call it, I knew that 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 that, that the voice of the artist. Is perhaps one of the most persuasive voices there is. Uh, uh, um, reason, science, whatever you want to call the other voice, um, is, is is actually not as persuasive as as art. Uh, they knew this in the Middle Ages. Uh, they uh, they know it in in in, in many cultures that that uh, visual culture is is more persuasive. And I thought it was time that our artists, my friends. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, joined the, joined the ruckus. And they have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it sounds like, you know, the whole deterioration process um, has a, a <clears throat> humanistic uh, impact at the same time that it's having a devastating um, earthly impact. You know, in other words, it, People are, are getting, making a living, coming in. Um, uh, communities are not, are, 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 are leaving, learning um, wonderful uh, live a life that they maybe couldn't have before, but at the same time, they're being displaced. So you have a kind of a confusion all the way through about what the value of mining is and isn't that an argument that keeps going well it helps the people it helps the community mm -hmm. yeah no we have to have we have to have it there's no there's no good getting away from it as long as we continue to uh well to consume we need what the mines are producing period but i think that uh, i think that there's a, a a vision lacking in the way that we're proceeding with the way that we're doing it and that there are ways uh of living and doing that uh, could lessen the impact on the uh, uh, you know on well uh, on the trout and the salmon and the mm -hmm. birds and uh, mm -hmm. that's what that's what that's uh, that's to me that's the the canary in the in the in the coal mine so to speak you know if if the trout and birds aren't doing well nothing is going to do well and they're not and so uh, maybe we should start thinking of ways to live and and i and i also also believe firmly that the visionary people on this planet uh uh you know need to get fully engaged and if they have some sense of vision you know if they're if they if they're not fully engaged in the war that we need to wage against the unvisioned greedy or whatever you want to call it needy mm -hmm. needy mm -hmm. i mean you know mm -hmm. we, we, 
then then you know then then well we're totally lost on the, but i think that there's another side to that story and it needs to be told and so i thought right from the get-go that to start the idea start this ball rolling to connect the artists one to another connect to museums and galleries and you know the street theaters and the music world connect all these people together with one idea with one date and, and spread it across the planet uh, this idea was grew. I mean, I, I in the beginning I thought, well, I just want to do Montana, I'll just do Butte and Helena and Missoula, and I'm done. But mm-hmm. every time I opened my mouth and told someone I was doing it, they said, I want to join. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so then, uh, so then I was joined by uh, uh, Ed Ed Dobb, Edwin Dobb, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned, passed away. He Edwin was. Uh, he was Mr. Butte. I mean, he knew more about Butte than anybody on earth that I knew of. He'd made movies about it. He'd written about it. He'd, he'd, he'd written this man an unbelievably uh, uh, poignant and, and philosophical article called Pennies from Hell uh, that was published in Harper's Magazine back in the 1980s. And uh, 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 Ed and I are friends. And I've been friends with him since he was a young man, since he was in college. And I Ed just came to, came to me and said, "Peter, I I want in. I mean, this is this is my thing." And I said, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, well, Ed, you know, you're in. You know, go." And he uh, uh, he was teaching uh, full time uh, journalism at long long form journalism at UC Berkeley, and uh, he just uh, started to launch these campaign uh, to enjoy all the artists and writers and journalists and photographers that he could find. And Ed took the ball and he really ran. He, I mean, he, he, he almost, you know, got to the end of the field, but he, uh, you know, most unfortunately dropped mm-hmm. dead of a heart attack, oh, okay. uh, you know, only months into this project. Yeah. And, and that's when uh, Sam enters uh, and whom you all will meet a little later, but mm-hmm. you must know from my perspective that Sam was was working for uh, Ed and I, but mostly for Ed. Um, and um, when Ed died, um, Sam stepped up to the plate and and took over. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and 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 so and, and anyway, the, uh, the 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 magazine, as we call it, the the large magazine. Yeah, yeah. Mega. It's, not, it's, not a, it's not a typo, folks. It's magazine. That's right. That's right. It's not a magazine. Okay. It's a magazine. I, it was right. originally I I thought of, of I thought of this right right away because uh, I I come from the generation of of, uh, of uh, I don't know former utopianists who believe in the whole Earth catalog, and I, I mean I would pour over that thing, you know, back in the whenever it was I can't remember the far distant past, and and I thought well we need a whole Earth catalog, a new one, and uh, and and one that is raising hell, uh, not just uh, uh, trying to create a heaven on Earth because I think we need to raise a lot of hell. Because people will listen on the way, <laughs> on the way, on the way to heaven, you got to get through hell. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the point is that there, there, the be, the current behavior is unsustainable. But there is sustainable type of behavior, or is that the premise that that? Well, if if we just if we backed off some of this. Um, uh, unsustainable extraction. If we weren't so greedy, if we weren't so lawless, yeah. you know, if we weren't so. Uh, a friend of mine, I showed a friend of mine this, and she said, "This is awful. <laughs> this is marvelously awful. All of this." And and I thought, yeah, it is marvelously awful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just incredibly awful. And and so, but you're dealing with a variety of inhabitants. Uh, you've got externality as well as internality. You know, are you thinking about the present? Do you have to think about the future? People don't like to think about, you know, the next generation. They don't do things according to that. So what can we do? How do we back off? Is, and people, are the artists suggesting ways for that to happen? 
yeah, you know, and I think that's a, that's a, uh, you know, that's that's the that's the exhortation. The exhortation is to is to invite the artists to have a say so, you know, bring them into the party. As a as a uh, as a as a dear uh, and and uh, wonderful uh, uh, lawyer for the environment uh, said to me not too long ago, uh, he said, you know, we we scientists and we uh, lawyers we failed, you know, I mean, you know, we've, we you know we we you know we 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 haven't we haven't no one's backing off, and he and he 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 was in agreement with me and. And thinking that maybe it's the artist's voice that is missing in the in the uh, discussion, and uh, you know, so I do think that I think that that we have to exhort the artists, visionaries of our societies, to 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 come up with some better ways to live, and one of the most important ways uh, I think of doing that is to live exemplary lives. I mean, what is it that created me as an artist and a printer? a bibliophile, um, a poet, anything that I do, whether I'm good at it or not. Well, what has got me doing it? Well, it's because I looked out into the world and saw people who are doing it already, and I respected what they were doing. In fact, I was usually impressed by what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And if, 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 if I'm that impressionable, then, then there must be many, many other people as impressionable, if not more, because I was always told that I was anything but impressionable. I was a troublemaker. I was a leader. I was a, you know, you're not impressionable. You're, you're just causing trouble. You know, mm-hmm. you're just listening to what I have to say, you know, but I am listening. I just don't take it all in, uh, uh, you know, as the gospel, I, I, I wanted to transform it. I wanted to give it a new vision and to re-envision it. And I think that that's the job of, of the artist. Uh, if they're any good and if they're not any good well then stick to decorative stuff you know go ahead you know you know fill our living rooms with beautiful paintings i mean i i think living rooms and paintings are great and uh but you know but if you've got uh, more of a vision than than you know how to how to put some flowers in a and you know on a cowboy on a on, you know on a horse in somebody's home then then use it you, you know use your tools use your brain use your vision that was the whole point of starting this thing. And have you seen some art that's starting to do that? Oh, man. Uh, we are seeing it every day now. Uh, uh, if you were watching Sam's uh, stream on, on Facebook or wherever else it goes, uh, I'm not too good at all the media. I think uh, it's incredible. It's incredible the amount of work. Sam may tell you a little bit about his going. He put 7,000 miles on his car this summer going to exhibitions wow. uh, all around the American West, starting in Iowa and all the way out to San Francisco and back. And I've been to the exhibition, exhibitions in Walla Walla, uh, the Maya Lin exhibition. I've been to the, the Museum of uh, Missoula Museum of Art ex- four exhibitions, some of the most powerful exhibitions I've ever laid eyes on. And I'm not just being super prejudiced here. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm listening to people tell me, you know, what they see. And they're telling me that these exhibitions are beautiful. And they are t- it's a terrible beauty, as you just mentioned. Yeah. It is a terrible beauty. But but we have to face it. I mean, we can't live like ostriches. You put your hand under the ground, man, you're not you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So that watching this, it might lead people to conclude and say, well, maybe I really don't need to make that much money. Yeah. And or I don't need to get on that. Income. Why? I mean, you know, maybe you really don't need to go to, uh, you know, to New York next week for that opening. Maybe, maybe you just don't need to spend all that stuff. Maybe, maybe you don't need all those plastic bottles. Maybe you can drink the water that comes out of your faucet instead of the ones that comes out of the, you know, uh, you know, with the billions of plastic bottles that are made per day. I don't know. I'm no, I'm not exemplary. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here with a bottle of Pellegrino next to me, you know, because I, you know, because I can, but. uh, It tastes uh, good. (laughs) But, but I would like to, I'd like to, I'd like to say that, that there's excess and, 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 and I, I think that we should all aim for it. And, I think the best way to do it is to be occupied doing things, you know, that are sustainable things to do. I mean, grow a garden, you know, mm-hmm. keep some bees, you know, take care of your pets, you know, and, and entertain your children. Don't turn on the television. 
There are many things that we can do that will make our lives, uh, uh, you know, happier, fuller, more beautiful. And at the same time, the very same time, without, you know, without really going out of our way, we would be saving, <laughs> saving some of this uh, terrible, terrible waste that we're experiencing. I mean, when during the worst part of the pandemic, when we were really shut down, uh, I'm afraid that I've never seen such clean air. Mm-hmm. And quiet. <laughs> yeah, almost refreshing. Frightening. Yeah. Quiet. Um, well, that 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 maybe uh, the point is. I think you were quoting. You mentioned um, Lucy Lippard, who was a professor, I think, at San Francisco State and a local um, uh, author and political writer about. Um, of course, art cannot change the world alone, but it is a worthy ally yes. to challenging power. You're quoting Lucy Lepard, right? Yeah. Well, she's like a, a, a prophetess. Uh-huh. She's like going to the Oracle. I mean, Lucy was, I mean, you know, he, she's amazing the things that she's said and done in her lifetime. I was, I remembering her from the 80s in influencing the art world as it was going through the <clears throat> evolving into a more environmental considerations. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was one of the, the people who write these things. And there's this really nice um, preview book. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like trainer's work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is, to me, it summarizes beautifully a lot of what's going on um, that I, that I think will, hopefully get into um and, and 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 maybe as we call sam into this we can um look ahead to what's going on with this project uh so so we're we have to be hopeful you're not you don't do this unless you're hopeful oh yeah and there are places and there are things yet to be done i mean we we have uh you know the 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 the, ex the mining extraction exhibitions of which there are four in uh, uh in the museum of uh in Missoula right now they, i mean they could be they could be taken down in october and you could just start with then go move right to timber i mean you know mines eat timber like a horse eats a, bu a bucket of grain mm -hmm. i mean you know they, that's just it i mean you have to build your railroad you have to build anyway they they so what are we going to do about the trees? And then what are we going to do about the salmon? So there's a lot of work to do. And it could be joyful. It could be it could be more than joyful. It could be productive. Uh, and I think, you know, and I think that because there's a lot of work to do and because there is a war to be enjoined, those of you or us that have a more of a warrior like spirit than than, uh, um, shall we say, a, a, a complete, um, you know, uh, I don't know what uber pacifist uh, uh -huh. that, that, there, that there's that there's a good war to be joined and and i think that you know and and i think that our corporate our corporate mining structures and our uh corporate food structures and our corporate agriculture uh structures that they all have to be re-envisioned they have to be re, re in fact they need to be replaced but i'm you know i'm not going to talk about revolution or anything like that because god, god i don't want to have anything to do with that i'm from montana you know i'm not into revolution i'm into change <laughs> you're into uh good trouble yeah that's right yeah I, I mean when i think about this project i look at that i couldn't help but think of you know john lewis's charge of you know it's not it's not it's not necessarily revolution it's good trouble you're leading to like or that you're talking that. about and that's what makes things mm -hmm. overall uh make 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 it makes the world feel a little bit better you know yeah. and be a little bit better and all we can do is a little bit at a time but mm -hmm. it takes it took it, getting the extraction done was done a little bit it took a little bit at a time to dig that hole so to fill it in, we can't do it all in one mm -mm. dump, can we? <laughs> As it were. No, no, not one at thing all. at a time. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to to uh, check in with um, Sam. Come back, Sam. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Well, well, now Sam did all the work about the the trying to go about this process of getting the artists and 
the current galleries and the efforts in getting this program together. Now it's going to go on. Yes. Yes. It will, it will continue. And, um, I think, I think Sam, maybe you could talk about, um, what I'm sure it's been an amazing experience and coordinating all this. Can you talk about some of the standout experiences and can you talk about, you know, some of those as you share, can you share some visuals with this? I think it'd be great uh, for me to stop talking and for us to have a look and you to talk about, well, here's what, here's what we're talking about. Here's here go the arts. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, let me just pull up my, my video. Okay. Uh, real quick here. Okay, can we see those visuals now? Or is yes. it, I think it's loading. Loading. Okay, great. So yeah, thank you um, so much for that amazing intro. And uh, thanks, Peter, for everything as well. Um, so I wanted to talk just a little bit about um, my experience over the summer, uh, kind of like not only coordinating these these exhibitions, but also getting the you know amazing opportunity and, and privilege really to uh, get to visit a few of them in person. Um, so we've um, uh, co-organized you know with all of these different venues. Um, at, at last count, it's actually over sixty different exhibitions um, all over the country, and there's even some abroad as well. And this map, um, you know, could be updated yet again still because, you know, people are coming into the project kind of faster than I'm able to keep up with it. Um, Can you tell us what the map's about for people who will be listening later? Yeah, so this is, um, yeah, this is basically, it's a big map of the United States and it's got, you know, all these dots of, you know, pinpoints basically of of where the different exhibitions are. And uh, this is something that Ed and Peter did with like, you know, a real like roadmap that that they, you know, used to kind of get themselves excited about everything. Um, and I kind of just turned it into something for the website here. And uh, I've been trying to update it as we go along, but it's also printed in our um, our magazine uh, that you were talking about before. Uh, this is our like kind of major publication. It's, you know, 648 pages kind of inspired by the whole earth catalog. Um, and so this was my, my route uh, over the summer, you know, getting to kind of, visit as many of these exhibitions as I could, you know, the, the, uh, the project has, uh, you know, over 60 exhibitions, but there's, you know, about 20 that kind of happen at the same time. So, you know, there's all these like overlapping events that are happening all at once. And I was able to go to over a dozen of them, but I, I still basically only scratched the surface. Um, but one of the highlights uh, of that trip for me was the uh, Missoula Art Museum, which you and Peter discussed a little bit briefly earlier. Um, and so this was an exhibition that was uh, curated by Brandon Reinches and uh, Laura Millen of the Missoula Art Museum. And Peter's work is featured in it, uh, but it's called uh, Edge of the Abyss, Artists Picturing the Berkeley Pit. So this is kind of the, the one sort of exhibition that was explicitly about the Berkeley Pit. Um, and so here's some, some images from a, uh, an artist talk that, that um, we were able to give. Uh, here's Laura, um, who's introducing us here. And we, we got to speak about um, kind of the origins of, of the project, talking a little bit like we're doing to, uh, with you today. Um, here's Peter's work uh, from that show. Uh, and so this, this, this piece kind of relates back to the, um, some of the original uh, mine tunnels, um, you know, the 10,000 miles of, of mines uh, under the city of Butte. Uh, there was there was a horrible accident um, where over 140 miners were killed, and so um, uh, this this piece actually commemorates that. Um, and I think it really sort of uh, a sardonic, but but uh, you know, sort of captivating way. Um, these are some other pieces from that same exhibition. Uh, this is a little bit of a before and after uh, sort of imagery here. Uh, by a painter named Gene Arnold. Uh, so, you know, as we were discussing, the pit, you know, has filled up with water uh, over the past 30 or so years. And and at this point, they're they're actually, you know, able to treat the water that's coming out of the pit as well. So they're, you know, it's not like it's going straight into the Columbia River anymore. They've kind of come up with these, these ways of treating the water um, to make it, you know, palatable 
but it's still, you know, it's something that, that future generations are going to have to deal with in perpetuity, which I think is sort of the symbol of, of, of not just the Berkeley pit, but a lot of the issues that we're talking about here, whether it's climate change or, or anything else, you know, it's this idea of leaving these disasters to future generations uh, and basically they have no choice but to just deal with it for, for forever, basically. Um, here is another image from that same show. This is the um, speculator mine, uh, which is one of the earlier mines uh, as well. So that they, they, you know, did the old underground style of mining uh, until 1955 or something, you know, around that time. And, and then that's when they started to construct the open pit, uh, which is, you know, a safer method of mining for um, for the, the workers. But of course, it, you know, unlike underground mining, it, it entails the, you know, complete and total destruction of the ecosystem. Um, yeah, so I'll just kind of flip through these a little bit quickly here. Uh, this is uh, Marcy James. Um, one of the, the fascinating things um, about this show for me was, um, you know, I was surprised to see uh, these images in person and realize that a lot of these photographs and paintings are actually um, done on metal supports, uh, which I, I thought was very interesting because, you know, obviously they're using extractive material, um, you know, whether it's copper or, or some other uh, mined material uh, as the actual support for the artwork. Um, this is a photo by Ian Van Collar. Um, his work actually was in a, uh, a separate exhibition in Carlos Bell, uh, Montana that was about um, uh, melting glaciers. Uh, so a lot of the exhibitions, uh, whether in Montana or elsewhere in the nation, kind of deal with, um, you know, whatever issues are local, uh, whatever uh, types of environmental problems each community is facing. Um, another pit image. Um, this is uh, a different open pit mine. This is a photo by Michael Light. Uh, this is the Bingham mine in uh, Utah, which is actually the, the deepest um, excava man-made excavation on Earth. Um, and here's another image of that same mine uh, by a painter uh, named Erica Osborne, who's actually a curator of another exhibition um, that's taking place in Colorado, in, uh, um, in Fort Collins. Uh, there's an exhibition uh, ongoing right now called Reclamation. Uh, and that's a really fantastic show that I, that I also was fortunate to see uh, in my time there. Um, this is uh, David Maisel, um, another mine here, and uh, Larry Gibbs paintings. Um, uh, th this one is in, uh, yeah, this is in Nevada. Yeah, this is uh, in Carlin, Nevada. Um, and then this one, I think is, uh, um, yeah, this is uh, by Larry Gibbs. This is a, a painting as well, uh, which is also featured in our, our catalog. Um, so moving on from there, um, there's uh, another exhibition at the Holter Museum of Art in uh, Helena um, that uh, deals with a lot of different uh, environmental problems um, in, in different locations uh, in Montana. Um, so, you know, we're, uh, there's a lot of images of mines here, uh, but, but we're also talking about, you know, kind of this very broad uh, range of, of different environmental problems that people face. Uh, so this left image is a, an aerial photograph of a salmon farm. Um, which I think is powerful. I, I, a lot of these extractive processes, I think uh, a lot of people don't necessarily know what they look like, um, you know, actually visually. It's, you, you, you just buy, buy the salmon from the supermarket. You don't necessarily think about, like, you know, what does it look like to, to farm salmon? Um, here's uh, some of Peter's work that's in that show. Um, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about some some exhibitions that are a little bit closer to home if you're in the Bay Area. This is uh, in San Francisco. This is at the San Francisco Public Library. Um, there is a, a joint exhibition co-hosted by uh, the San Francisco Center for the Book and the San Francisco Public Library. Uh, and that, that exhibition is also called Reclamation, actually. Uh, but it features a lot of um, book art uh, uh, fine art bookmakers and, and printers um, that, that you know, are frequent participants in the Codex Foundation uh, in our, our uh, biennial book fair. 
uh, but also just, um, you know, just brilliant printers and, and bookmakers. Um, so this is an exhibition that you can actually go see if you're in, in the San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and here's, uh, you know, a few shots of, of the, the books that are on display there. Mm. Um, and then finally, I wanted to, to uh, talk about this really cool, um, I don't know, you'd call it almost like a, a virtual, not a virtual reality, but an augmented reality uh, installation. Um, this is uh, uh, a project put together by the Berkeley um, Futures History Lab, uh, which is a, a, you know, a course at UC Berkeley. Um, and it's called Monument to Extraction. It takes place at the Albany Bulb Landfill, which if you're unfamiliar with this place, it's, uh, it's basically a man-made strip of land um, that was used as an industrial uh, waste uh, landfill. Uh, it's, it juts out into the San Francisco Bay from the town of Albany. Um, so you can, if you go there, they, they've, you know, they've ceased using it as a landfill at this point, and it's actually a public park. Uh, so you go there early in the morning, and there's a lot of dog walkers and, and you know, people uh, out with their coffee. Um, but basically, artists use this, this place as a, you know, as kind of a place to do street art and, and a lot of, um, you know, different projects. Uh, but they've put together this amazing tour uh, that you can download from Spotify. It's an audio walking tour. Uh, they also have an app that you can download uh, that has an augmented reality feature. So you, um, you know, you basically like line yourself up with whatever the installation is that you're looking at, uh, and uh, the tour will tell you what to do, and you'll it'll play these videos for you, and just kind of it, it gives you this very complete and and um, <clears throat> powerful look at the history of extractive industry in the San Francisco Bay. Uh, you know, whether it's the, the dynamite um, factories that, that Chinese workers were, uh, you know, exploited in, or, you know, the history of, of um, redlining and, and race and how that intersects with the, um, the uh, extractive um, industries when neighborhoods were being built. You know, there's all these bricks and, and uh, steel slag everywhere. Uh, and it kind of like covers, you know, all of these, these fascinating um, you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily think about uh, unless you knew what you were looking at, which I thought was, was really powerful. And, and what's um, it now? The, it's called Monument to Extraction? Yeah, it's at the Albany Bulb Landfill, and it's called uh, Monument to Extraction. Uh, it's a you know, public art installation, so it's, uh, it's basically on view until it, you know, disappears, until somebody paints over it. So, mm. you know, you're welcome to to go check it out for as long as it's, as it's uh, really kind of memorable moments uh, for me uh, while, while visiting some of these um, exhibitions, I, you know, something like this really kind of like, uh, you know, touched me in a deep way. And you can just walk around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it'll, it'll uh, tell you, you know, where to start and then they'll have things marked off. Um, you know, uh, it'll say, you know, there's, there should be a, a blue stone, marked, you know, 20 feet to your left, you know, go to that stone. And then it's really kind of fun, actually, uh, to kind of follow the directions. But yeah, I, I, I didn't have any trouble following it, for sure. Is it a website? Yeah, there's a, a website. I believe it's just monument to extraction.org. But uh, yeah, yeah, I okay. think that's, yeah, we can double check that maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then, uh, okay, sorry, I've got one more. Yeah, uh, no, take your time. We got about. time. There's, uh, there's a show um, at the uh, the Museum of Contemporary Native Arts in Santa Fe, um, and this this show is um, it's a, a an exhibition that's curated by five different international international um, indigenous cur curators. Excuse me, but. Um, this exhibition deals uh, specifically with um, the legacy of nuclear testing and uh, uranium extraction, uh, both in the U.S. and abroad. Um, so I think the, the different locations are include Australia, where a lot of um, uh, the British nuclear te uh, tests were taking place, as well as the Marshall Islands and uh, Japan. Um, and then, uh, of course, the Navajo Nation um, is... Uh, one of the uh, 
places where a lot of the, uh, the uranium that is used in nuclear uh, power uh, is extracted from. So there's actually over a thousand uh, uranium mill sites uh, in uh, the borders, within the borders of the Navajo Nation. And this is a, a, a piece uh, of, this is um, some aerial photography by uh, a Navajo artist named Will Wilson. Uh, so this is a disposal cell for, um, for uh, uranium. And so this exhibition is ongoing now as well. And I, I think it's just a, a really fascinating look at um, how, uh, you know, it, it's, it's called exposure, um, native art and political ecology. And it really deals with a lot of um, issues that are afflicting uh, indigenous peoples kind of all over the world, but specifically re relating to the um, legacy of um, uh, nuclear uh, accidents and nuclear waste and, and exposure to radioactive material. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the presentation. Great. So uh, we'll bring Peter we, back in a minute. Questions? Well, here I'm, I'm back. Hello. I'm not. I don't see any questions yet. Let me see. Not yet, but I thought I would. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the big one. This is. Yeah, so that's that's the magazine. Um, it's 648 pages full color. Um, and if you've if you've seen one in person, it's it's kind of like a phone book. It's, um, you know, printed on on newsprint. Uh, so it's pretty lightweight material, and it's just chock full of a bunch of images and poetry and uh, philosophical writing, um, essays by by you know curators and artists and, and anyone we could we could round up for it basically. Mm -hmm. I'll, if, if I, I'd like to ask Sam a question, if I could. You bet. Ask him all you like. We got time. Okay, well, Sam, I wanted I wanted to ask you a, a kind of a, a more of an overall question. You 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 completed a seven thousand mile journey, and visited an enormous number of these uh, exhibitions out here in the American West. Uh, did you come away with a, a uh, any kind of feeling of unity, or was it all just sort of everything was just uh, separated and? No, yeah, I, I definitely did. I I think. You know, pretty much, well, and, and especially having had the experience of like having pretty much a similar conversation with with every person that that we came into contact with. Um, you know, it's amazing the extent to which there's um, agreement, at least among the artists, about uh, the strategies that we should employ, um, and you know, the importance of kind of bearing witness to uh, to extractive industry and and ecological injustice. Um, yeah, I, I felt like we were all just kind of birds of a feather. Uh, and, you know, it, it might also be partly due to the fact that a lot of the artists uh, that we know, know each other as well. And I think those connections have only been strengthened uh, by the project. Um, but yeah, there definitely felt like it, it really felt like we were all in it together. Is well, it, is I think about what's ahead. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. What are you? Oh, I was just going to ask if you if you had the same sense of that. Well, uh, listen, Sam. I I wanted to turn that part over to you because I'm coming to an end here, meaning meaning that uh, uh, in in about a year's time, uh, you know, I I will have accomplished what I set it out what I set out to do. But what we have done together, you and I and Ed and every other participant from from the uh, people in each exhibition, to, you know, we still have, you know, the work is not finished. And, and what I think that the plea would be, or that the vision would be that we would continue. And we would, we can, if, and in, and how, and how, and why, and not why, how, how is the, what is the best way to continue? Is it more, more uh, forums like this one, or is it that plus more publications? Is it that plus more exhibitions? I mean, I'm in, I'm up for a, a, the ruckus never stopping. Uh, yeah. 
it, it's like an, an eternal war. I mean, you you think of the problems that the indigenous uh, nations, uh, uh, you know, uh, encountered once that they were once they've been colonized. These things don't go away. Uh, you know, the problems that 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 the uh, Flathead Indians and the and the uh, uh, pe the people in Australia uh, uh, and the people in Siberia. Uh, the you know the old populations they're they're still here and they're still fighting and i think that that uh i mean there's a white man's fight just as well as there's a, every other color yes and and that if we just use the tools we have and if if your tools are, are a herd of reindeer keep them moving you know you know fight for the rights to keep the reindeer on the ground you know, fight for the rights to, you know, so I, I think that our, 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 I think we need to, if you remember the whole earth catalog had like five or six different iterations and volumes. I, mean, I'd I like have to see one this somewhere. <laughs> uh, keep going, you know. Yeah, yeah well, I certainly agree there's order for it. Um, and I think, uh, yeah. you know, it's a conversation that, that should be had by, you know, everybody who's participated in the project so far. Um, but I, you know, from from all the people that I've talked to, I think there's definitely a hunger for it to keep going, uh, and for, you, you know, I, I feel like you know we've just kind of started with with the mo like the you know we've just gotten our momentum basically. So I think we should definitely try to keep it going in, in some way or another. Do you know, or are there other groups doing this um, east of Mon of Iowa? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's you know a, a pretty good sized handful of, of shows happening on the East Coast as well. Um, there's one that opens uh, this week in uh, at Connecticut College um, in New London, Connecticut. That show is called Fire and Ice, um, and it's I, I think dealing more more explicitly with uh, climate change issues and you know melting glaciers and uh, uh, fossil fuel ext extraction. So that's one that I'm definitely excited about as well. But is it all under the same rubric or what, I mean, yeah. what, do you, what do you think is gonna, ha the, the point is going forward, <clears throat> what is coming up as having an impact? <clears throat> Should we just focus on a couple of things in the United States or you know, they do something in another one, or we do everything all at once. How can it happen? Yeah, I, I don't think that the range There's of one generation to the next. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that the range of issues should be narrow. I think it should be broad. I think that's kind of one of the strengths of the project: the fact that you know, no single artist or you know, even small group of artists, artist collective or something, has the bandwidth to address all of the issues that need to be addressed. Uh, because this project is so massive, or this this problem is so uh, enormous, um, and there's all these different facets to it that need to be addressed. Um, and as for whether it should all happen at once or be more dispersed, I think that's something that. Um, you know, people can talk about and and sort of discuss the best way forward. But but I certainly think uh, you know we should. The, the idea is you know extraction uh, being sort of like up the pipe from climate change. Like climate change is a symptom of this um, you know obsessive need for for humans to take things right. out of the earth and, and burn them. Yeah, you know, climate change is really is really a, is, it's like that's like a symptom. You know, the cause of the disease is something else, right? It's deeper, deeper underground, mm -hmm. if you wish, or underwater, or inside a tree. And, and you know, and, we and if we want to talk about the future, I have to tell you this story, really short. Do we have a second? Yes, right, we're I'll, fine. We have I'm about walking. five more minutes or so. Okay, we're, we're out walking uh, our neighborhood, and I, got in, I just happened to get into conversation with this uh, young woman who was standing outside her home, and uh, and uh, there's, I, I didn't know. Anyway, this young girl is 16 years old. She's a junior in high school. And she's already started her own uh, uh, extraction art group. She had already started it before I even told her about extraction art. I, I started talking to this young lady. And she said, oh, my God, I got to know about it. So the next day, I dropped a copy of our catalog off in their mailbox because 
they're just neighbors. I don't really know them. And I, she started to communicate with me. She says she's going to, she wants to co- create her own ruckus. Okay. Here's yes. a, the 16 year old girl that already started the network, you know, uh, based on whatever, whatever her media is, you know, social media, I suppose. And uh, she's a high school student at uh, Berkeley high school. Um, and I, I think that we need to get this into my God. I mean, it, we need to get these ideas and these catalogs in the hands of the young people because they, they they're the ones with the, uh, you know, who, who have what the most to gain. <laughs> yeah. It's a high school. Yeah, we, we, should, we should shout out to her project. Um, you know, if you want to uh, support her project, it's called one blue earth. One blue earth. Exactly. Nice. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is something it, the the form this is taking this is it's actually <clears throat> this is a present for peter oh nice oh cool yeah <laughs> have you seen this yeah extractor <laughs> oh it's my a god game yeah from australia oh man they know about it over there don't they yeah and they have and... basically given the country to the mining interests it's yours buddy it's all yours yeah. You're going to run out of water soon. Mm. Um, and this one is about the um, the connections, interconnections between hollowing out materials of the earth and the biosphere and the data capture of human practices of communication and sociality. And this is uh, published by the Museum of old and new art in um, Australia. I think it's Tasmania. Fantastic. Next to Australia. Simon Denny is the name. And it has, it's quite a game. It's a dystopian board game. Sure. Perfect. Sure, a great game for our times. Yeah. So I'll, I'll bring it to Peter the next time I see him. <clears throat> and I think, you know, you touched upon the 16-year-olds. Well, how old is, what was that girl from Sweden? Greta Thun. And no. and she um, set, a, set decided she'd set the world on fire with her ideas. And she refused to let the, the quote, grown-ups get away with anything. You know, and said, okay, you did it. You have to listen to us. So let's get those 16-year-olds going. And the 16-year-olds that belong to the families that own the mines. Yes. Maybe maybe, maybe the Freeport, Freeport McMoran Corporation, you know, maybe they have children, those, those uh, owners of those corporations. Maybe those young youngsters should jump on board. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. Let's get them. <laughs> it's all about you, folks. Sign them up. <laughs> It's all about the next generation. Well, Sam, so what are you gonna are you gonna go on another road trip? Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I have uh kind of the bandwidth for it uh at the moment, but it was uh, really impactful. Huh? There's um, you know, there there's something that you know may or may not happen still in, in Missoula. There's a we were gonna have a musical um performance uh that we may be traveling to and you know, who knows, maybe I'll I'll, I'll see you know, some ways to get out to the East Coast as well and see a couple shows out there as well. Um, but the great. important thing is that they're happening. Um, so, yeah, so somebody's going to go to them. And that's what's Good. important. Tell the governor, current, our, our governor. Yeah, we should. He likes this stuff. Um, <laughs> and keep the, keep the Commonwealth Club informed. Um, we have a Climate One forum that might be interested in expanding on what we were talking about today. Um, so I think that we now, we, we don't seem to have any questions at the moment. Uh, for those who are watching, the information about getting the megazine is on the, the chat. And so I will, um, if we don't have any other comments at this time, Peter, any closing words from you? For today, well, I would certainly like to always leave with the, with a you know with a prayer and exhortation. Uh, I haven't prepared anything, however, so I think that it should be easy enough to uh, uh, follow 
up on what we're doing and uh, by following the website, staying in touch with Sam and I uh, through our website. And to, if you can, please contribute a little something to our uh, efforts because, uh, they, um, well, because, you know, at least uh, uh, we know that we will exist as long as you are interested. Exactly. And that's Codex, C-O-D-E-X, foundation.org. Oh, yeah, and codex.org, yep. Yep, easy to find. <clears throat> so thank you, Peter Koch. Thank you, Sam Peltz of the Codex Foundation for joining us at this meeting about extraction, art on the edge of the abyss. I'm Dr. Ann W. Smith for the Commonwealth Club Member-Led Arts Forum, and uh, we look forward to you joining us again during this, the Commonwealth Club's 118th year of enlightened public discussion. So this meeting is adjourned. You've been listening to the Commonwealth Club of California. Hear thousands of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please consider supporting our work and help us bring 500 programs a year to listeners like you. Go to commonwealthclub.org donate. Think your way around the world with our travel programs to exciting domestic and international destinations. And when you're in the Bay Area, please join us live at our events. Thank you for listening and for your support. Thank you.